Hello, my name is Tara Thompson. I am a pharmacist. And this month, being American Pharmacist Month, we are talking with pharmacist Casey Green. Each year in October, we'd like to take the entire month to recognize pharmacist contributions to healthcare and share the positive impact of their work on the front lines in our communities. A quality-based program in a pharmacy is vital in every pharmacy, including compounding, to ensure that each preparation is compounded properly and is stable for its expected duration of use. In this episode, we're going to talk with a pharmacist who demonstrates excellence in quality improvement and his leadership role inside and outside of the pharmacy. So hello, Casey. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. We wanted to talk with you um, today because you are the director of QAQC, Quality Assurance, Quality Control, at Innovation Compounding, and wanted to just give you a little bit of light today in terms of what pharmacists do out there, not just behind the counter counting pills, but actually the interesting job that you hold and um, just wanted to highlight you in Pharmacist Month. So welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> so Casey worked as a, actually as a um, compounding technician in a hospital in the sterile lab. Um, he did a postgraduate residency after pharmacy school and was a quality control manager at a compounding pharmacy after that. So that gave him a lot of valuable experience in different regulatory quality control and best practices methods within sterile and non-sterile compounding. So um, we think it's really important that a, every pharmacy has a really good plan in place in terms of quality control. And Casey, talk a little bit about your background and how you got to this place in your career. So yeah, thank you, Tara. So I started out in hospital and seeing a lot of quality control measures that have to be taken there with pharmaceuticals because even though we use drugs to help people, they can harm people if they're not done properly and if all safety measures aren't taken. So I've had a lot of experience with that along the way. And since graduating pharmacy school, I've been in two different uh, management positions within compounding pharmacies and everything from dealing with FDA inspections to state board inspections, accreditation inspections, and, and dealing with regulations. So I've been doing that kind of stuff for about 10 years now. So yeah, I'm excited to be on here with you. Yeah, it's so interesting when you think about going into a career in pharmacy, you don't think about the actual inspections that take place. And there definitely are uh, many inspections that go on. Pharmacies are regulated by the state boards of pharmacy, um, but also get inspected by FDA, DEA, um, both federal and state legislations, um, NABP and regulatory bodies like that. So um, thank you, Casey. Can you talk a little bit about your responsibilities in ensuring quality control and the checkpoints and safeguards that you have in place to review um, the compounding process and ensure that the um, best products are available and dispensed out to the public? Yeah, absolutely. So I head up the QAQC program here. So that includes a lot of different things, um, overseeing a team and then key people in each department that we have to work with to make sure that best safety and quality control practices are being uh, maintained all throughout the pharmacy. So some big parts of the program, making sure that pharmaceuticals have the stability and potency that they need to have to get the clinical effect that, uh, that they're labeled to have, making sure they're sterile, uh, low on endotoxins, making sure that our cleaning processes are top notch because in the world of pharmaceuticals and especially sterile compounding, cleaning is a critical, uh, critical process to ensure patient safety um, employee training is a huge thing as it takes very specialized training and we go through extensive measures to train and document that training on employees to make sure that they're well suited to be involved in the production of pharmaceuticals from procedures and how to make the pharmaceuticals to proper calculations how to use various equipment 
we also have many process and equipment validation protocols we have to go through because every piece of equipment has to be so precisely validated and calibrated to make sure it, it can get down to even micrograms of uh, measurement but through various methods to make sure that pharmaceuticals do what they say and do it safely. We have many environmental controls in place, clean rooms, and many methods we test for bacteria, for example, and, uh, and fungal contaminants in the clean room to make sure that it's a safe environment to use, which again requires extensive training on the part of the employees. So other things include variance tracking. So if something does go wrong somewhere, we find out the root cause of that and we start to adapt from there and how to improve that and make sure that patients are, are safe and we continually improve. So we try to not only follow the law, of course, but we really try to go for a, above and beyond practices. That's, that's really interesting. So you actually have a team of, a QA team that kind of helps you out in terms of knowing their different departments well or executing a lot of these best practices. Yeah, so I headed up as director and then Rebecca Johnson is my QAQC manager. So she really helps, especially with all the day-to-day tracking and monitoring for everything from monitoring every single refrigerator because drug products, for example, have to be stored at precise temperatures to make sure that they're gonna have the potency that they're labeled as well as not grow bacteria, for example. So like she would be the most critical core part in helping me out day to day, but then in each department, we also have specific contacts that we'll work with, for example, sterile compounding, non-sterile compounding, data entry side. So there's a lot of different departments that we work closely with and make sure that we have all the training on their independent teams that we need as, as well as tracking variances and improving processes all the time in all the different departments. Yeah, so. that just goes to show you that it does take a village of people to keep your pharmacy of the best quality. So that's that's really exactly. interesting. Um, I think one of the most interesting things that Casey does is he participates on USP-led conference calls. Um, he has um, he participates in all of the inspections that deal with following USP. So in the pharmacy world, um, USP or the United States Pharmacopeia is. Um, a book of very important guidelines that depending on which chapters um, your pharmacy must actually follow and adhere to in terms of having the best practices and being compliant. So talk to us a little bit about USP. What is USP? So USP is not a regulatory body. It's actually a group of experts, mostly volunteers. So everything from doctors to PhDs and various expert fields that basically come together at certain periods of time and use their expertise to come up with the the best practices in a given field. And and this can be applied in all sorts of areas of pharmaceuticals, but other industries as well. But uh, USP 797, for example, uh, would refer to best practices in the field of sterile compounding. And then individual states can choose whether or not to enforce those USP standards. But in, in general, across the nation, they're considered to be the best standards. So 797 would be the USP chapter for sterile compounding, 795 for non-sterile compounding, say capsules, lotions, creams, those sort of pharmaceuticals. So basically it's a a non-biased committee since uh, most of them aren't employees, but it's experts coming together to try to form best practice and then regulators come and choose to enforce it or, or not after that. Even so much that USP is included on a lot of, um, 
in the pharmacy test at the very end of pharmacy school, you have to take what's called the NAPLEX. And so even some of these USP guidelines and standards are on the NAPLEX because it's so heavily important in the world of pharmacy. Um, we have students who come through and they're always trying to get more knowledge on 795, 797, 800, and those types of things um, in order to better be prepared for their tests. So, so, so interesting, super important. Um, Casey, another really amazing thing that you do not really in terms of, I guess, QAQC or quality or anything like that, but um, you also have a very extensive background in sterile compounding, but more so even like nutrition, IV nutrition and that kind of thing. And I, I think it's really cool to highlight that Casey as a pharmacist um, actually helps practices um, with their IV nutrition or their nutrition questions in general, supplementation and that kind of thing. So talk a little bit about that. Um, what, how, what are some ways that you contribute in the world of nutrition? Yeah, so a lot of it has to do with working with physicians and other providers, um, educating them on proper usages. So for example, even in the world of nutrition, a lot of those can be used like pharmaceuticals. So let's say magnesium or calcium, those can be used in even extreme medical situations and, and have very strong uh, clinical effects, which can be very helpful or very dangerous. So even, uh, even in the world of nutrition, a lot of safety protocols have to be taken um, and that ties back into the QAQC. So we work closely with physicians to make sure they know the proper practices to not only be using the, the nutrition parts, components that they need to be using, but that they're combining them and for example, the osmolarity is correct, the way an IV infusion is gonna be done is correct, choosing the right fluids, whether it be sodium chloride fluids or lactated ringers, for example, or, or various carriers that have sugars in them. There's a lot of different things that are right for the different patients and different combinations of nutrition products or pharmaceuticals. So we work closely with providers on making sure that they use best practices in doing that. So many factors to consider. Um, I know that, you know, there there's so many things that you don't realize when you're um, making these drugs or instilling, administering these drugs um, to people in terms of osmolarity, pH, all those um, factors that can definitely, you know, be a safety concern or efficacy concern. So Casey, thank you so, so very much for your time today. Um, you are just a wealth of knowledge. We love hearing about your experience and we really appreciate you spending time with us to go over these things. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me, Tara. Yeah, anytime. And to all of our listeners, we really appreciate that you joined us for this discussion. We're so glad that we can highlight pharmacists during this month and tell a little bit about the other things that um, pharmacists contribute to the field and to providers and to patients. Um, if you would like more information about anything that we talked about today, about quality assurance, quality control, compounding in general, um, or even nutrition, please reach out to us by sending your email to info, I-N-F-O, at innovationcompounding.com. Again, thank you, Casey, and you guys have a great day.